It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you? Are you all right? Yeah. On the thing we were just talking about a second ago, is that posted yet? Yes, it's out. All right, cool. So go and check it out. We were talking about... Andy Mitten, who's been in. Yeah, and the fact that he's one of the only two people in the world <laughs> culture, Justin. Justin, and he asked for Justin, everyone was confused. Everyone was like, oh, who the fuck is he? To be fair, I was a, I am a, an award-winning, multi-award-winning journalist under that moniker as well. So yeah, called Justin. Yeah, Justin Martin said, if you want to go and check out my work. <laughs> <laughs> How are we anyway? I feel like I've not seen you for ages, even though I have done. I saw you this morning. Yeah, mate. Yeah? I was broadcasting to 600 million people this, this morning, don't worry about it. Really? Yeah. That's what Ian Irving was here for. What, what were you doing? I thought you were just having a catch up. I thought you were very formal the way you sat down. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so I didn't realise it was going to be live. <laughs> Ian's like, you do something for Premier League? And I was like, yeah, sure. So he comes in and then they've got the camera guy. The camera guy must have bounced before you got there. Yeah. So they're, they're setting it all up and the camera guy was flapping a little bit. I'm like, what's Yeah, because it's usually pre-recording it. Yeah. No, say, say I have done lives before. I've done, yeah, I've done it. But mine's used at Old Trafford when I've done it before. Yeah, and I just, I'm not going to Old Trafford. <laughs> I love the fact that you say, if I say I'm not going to Old Trafford, they just say, right, we'll get someone else. <laughs> you say we're not going to Old Trafford, they're like, right, we'll come with you. So that's what we did. So yeah, yeah so we did, it in the, uh, we did it in the bar. All right, yeah, no, good stuff. So that went out live. Is that how many's on it? How many watch it, sorry? I don't think that's how many watch it. That's how many, like, people it goes to. Because really? it gets syndicated, doesn't yeah. it? So it's on, like, Being Sports and Al Jazeera yeah. and... I quite like it because it's uh, everyone. One sport, is it? Is it everyone outside the UK? Pretty much. So you get fewer trolls when you say something <laughs> that everyone doesn't like. You still get them, but not as badly um, as we go into the UK. So yeah, obviously talking about United Liverpool. What? When was that? Sunday. Oh, gee, I need to do something on. Right. I, might, I might go. I don't know. I'll decide. There we, there we go. I hear um, Klopp's been talking about Ronaldo, hasn't he? What's he said? He said that he's got, he said he's got a better right foot and he's better at heading than someone. Agreed. Yeah. You don't need to know the rest. That's all you need to know. So basically saying he's better. Ronaldo's <laughs> the best. That's what I took from it anyway. Um, just quickly on that, we had Andy Mitten in. He spoke um, about his book with Evera, your mate, Paddy. I've seen a few, I think it's, it must be serialised or there's extracts out in, I think, the Times. So that I've seen a few tweets. I've not had a look, but Patrice Evera being very open, talking about some of the things he went through as a youngster, quite harrowing. Uh, but if you get an opportunity to, I think the book's out the next week. So it's worth checking out and check out that interview with Andy Mitten. And there is a night, um, I don't know if you might, you'll probably invited, uh, an evening with Patrice Ever and Andy Mitten on the, I think he said the, I think he said bonfire night, the 5th. Yep. So check that out too. I think I'm doing something on the 5th. What day? Is 5th of Friday? Um, don't know, ask me another one. Yeah. Yes, it is. There yeah, you go. Why do I think I'm doing something on the 5th? Um, yeah, I hibernate when it's bonfire night anyway. All right, fair enough. Um, but if you don't get a, if you, uh, there isn't, I think it's the Times or somewhere, it might be behind a payroll, but if not, have a look at the article that's out, give you, give you a bit of a taste of the, uh, the book. Um, you're going to be there then, aren't you, Sunday? Are you? Oh, I. Yeah. Are you nervous? No. Is that you saying you're not nervous when you really you are? Because you have that weird thing that, what is it you do? You do something. Oh no, that's Derby's in it, Derby Day. When I, I remember doing a thing with you with Sky, and I got it the wrong way around. You said you thought United were going to lose because when you say that, we always win. 
<laughs> they asked you to give you a prediction. That was a lie. And you went, I think we'll lose. And he went, what, really? Then we won. Yeah. See, it works. <laughs> hey, facts, evidence. That was me and Andy, actually. In, in it was right, yeah. Remember with James Cooper? They always. I don't know why it is, but they always have like derbies in uh, November and December. It's always yeah. Baltic. It is. It is a proper Bovril. It's weather. weird, isn't it? Because the Scousers at home is usually around March. Ish. Yeah, but it's also been a lot of games with them in October as well. I remember. Yeah. But those are that's usually Anfield, isn't it? Yeah, but it does change yeah. sometimes which way around you go. Yeah. But yeah, generally there's there's a couple of games that are at the same time of year. It is probably something to do with TV needing ratings. I bet. It is. Um, I remember like Cantona's first game was like the 5th or 6th of December, I think, 1992. People forget, like, people think he joined us in the summer that season, don't they? You know, you talk to people, they they treat like he was there for the full season. Scored that trick for Leeds on the Charity Shield. Yeah, he did, you're right. He played against us for Leeds that season. Yeah, he did. It's called Cantona. Yeah. I don't remember that. (laughs) I love it when commentators have a fucking clue. Paul Scholes. (laughs) Do Do you know who annoyed me? Jermaine Jennings when he called Salford Salford. Salford. Fucking McCullough does that. <laughs> Anyone not from round here, it's S O L F O R D. Yeah. You know. Salford. It's like yeah. the the river uh, Odsall. That Joe, that's how you spot like AI and robots. Like, hello, I am from Salford. I am like, from Odsall. Odsall. Cut him. Yes. <laughs> Get him. He's a robot. <laughs> exactly. Um, loads of people in I'm the comments. trying to say, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> Sound like Stephen Hawkins, then. Um, it's from round here, isn't it? Who, Professor Stephen Hawkins? Is he? Is he really? I have no idea. I don't know. He's that clever. He could be. Um, get involved in the comments and hit like as well. 54 likes. That's a disgrace for this show. Um, i sticking around for that. I know, man. What's going on? A man of your stature. He's from Oxford. No, he's studying in Oxford. He's actually from Weast. <laughs> yes. Born in well, Oxford, died in Cambridge. Yeah. Fucking turncoat bastard. Uh, uh, exactly. Don't hey, fucking you cross ca- the Blues derby, lads. Carlos Tevez. You disgrace to yourself, uh, Stephen Hawkins. You let yourself down. Oh, the theory fucking of everything. Gone. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Why you go and theory yourself some mates? Developed um, an American accent later in his life as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that about right. You're not American, so stop pretending. Anyway, let's stop criticising Professor Have you Stephen seen the Hawkins film about it, Because it's not going to lead to anywhere. Fucking good film, you know. It, um, oh, yeah, I have. It's Eddie Redmayne, isn't it? No idea. I don't know why I said that to you. Hey, I'm, I'm impressed you've seen it and you liked it. I have a you've got, oh, you've got a weird taste in films, you. What's your favourite film? You know what my favourite film is. I, I want to say Snatch. It's up there. Yeah. It's probably top three. Is it? Right, yeah. I'm confused. I'm Gladiator. Like, oh, right. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. You're that weird, are not it? Yeah. Yeah, you can it. I'm oh, just behind the finger there saying anything with Nicolas Cage. Right, is, is he taking him in there? Because if you've got a hatred of Nicolas Cage. Yes. And the unfortunate thing for you is he's done 392 yeah. 92, 92 films. And I think he's been in one that were good. Conair? I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue that oh, one. Oh, he's a fucking worst actor in the world, Jay. Nick, uh, in you know the world. I reckon. People are neighbours uh, looking you know at him going, oh, better never get as bad as him. Do you know what? I reckon we could get him on here. Because he will come on a film for a tenner. <laughs> like, I've seen some films, right? It's like two kids in the bedroom and Nicolas Cage will, Cage will pop up. And you're like, what's going on here? He's obviously skinned. Like, he's massively skinned and he will do anything for like 30 quid. Worst actor in the world. Do you reckon? I know it is. Name a worst actor. I don't know. Do you know no, what? No one on Ollie Oaks counts, by the way. I, don't know, I got in trouble last time and started slagging off Ollie Oaks on it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> someone saying face off. Face off is all right. No, it's not. But it's fucking shocking. You have to. Like, it's like an yeah. overact off. Yeah, you have to have face a, off. It is about that. I'll give you that as well. That's a good point. And also, there's got to be a big suspension of disbelief there. It's like, oh, well, they just swap faces, yeah, and voices and that. Yeah, don't worry about it. And even though they've got the yeah, same no physique. Clocks. Yeah. And like, what they do, right? He's like this master criminal, right? He's the worst man in the world. He's in a coma. He's in bed. But we're not going to put handcuffs on him. <laughs> We'll take the chance. Also, The Rock's, a, wakes up, it'll be the Rock's an entertaining, if overacted film, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Rock's good. Well, Connery steals that. Um, yeah, it, because, because he's Connery a good actor. Ma- Connery makes that film, by the way. Every other fucker like, that's in that overacts the shit out of it, and it's minging. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. The, the gunfight scene in oh. the bathroom. Just fucking relax, you dickheads. Does right. it annoy you when you see that because you've got experience? A hundred percent. Because I, I can't can watch, watch any go, of them films. Yeah, and go... Right, okay, yeah, I'm all right with that. Oh, we got one of them 300 round fucking rifle magazines, have we? You fucking slags. No, 
um, Nicolas Cage in the beginning. So he has the, the, the morning from hell where he, is it SARS gas that he yeah, sort of releases in, the, um, in a chamber? In the, and he goes home and he's playing the guitar, just sitting there chilling when his wife comes home. And he's like, oh, she's like, have you had a good day? And he's like, yeah, I've had a good day, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then fucking, he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, like you wouldn't have blasted her a text on the way home. Hey, well? almost died. Right. So I'm all right, well? Got the rest of the day off. Right. What annoys me about that film is he's this bomb disposal expert, right? They've got to get him into Alcatraz because they need him, right? Because he's the only guy in the world that can dispose of these bombs, right? And when he gets the bombs, he turns the lid, he takes them out, he takes out a chip and he stamps on it. Now, I could do that. That's not anything technical. I think you're over yourself there. Do you know, no, li- come on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's up there with training bloody... Well, um, yeah, I mean, because it's one of them... Minus to be spacemen like, rather than spacemen to be miners in uh, Armageddon. Yeah. If, right. if one of these vials Go breaks, on. you're all dead. Okay, cool. Could you not have told anybody that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a... It's a, a tad far-fetched, but I quite enjoy The Rock, just for um, Connery. It's one National of Treasure, awful. Yeah. Mm, does Sean Bean have a Yorkshire accent in that? Probably. Yeah, he always has. He always does that. I like the fact that he refuses to change his accent. Yeah. I saw that thing with him when he's in a scouser. Well, he's not a scouser. He's Sean Bean. He's a Yorkshireman. Um, <laughs> time where he goes, it's in Liverpool and he goes into prison. And it's everyone's a scouser in the entire three-part series, except him. Good. Because he's obviously like, I've not been a scouser. I've just been there. Um, I mean, has uh, Jason Statham ever done any other accent apart from East End Cockney? East End Cockney. Oh. Um, exactly. Michael Caine does that, though, doesn't he? Just plays Michael Caine. Michael Caine's just Michael Caine in every yeah. film, doesn't he? Doesn't like, doesn't change the accent. Doesn't matter what he's doing. You know what I mean? I like that. Sean Connery's the same. Ghost Rider, oh, fucking terrible. Well, right, hang on a minute though. What do you expect when you watch something called Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage in it? What did you think you're going to get an Academy Award-winning epic? Did you not think this looks shit and it's going to be shit? You have a Fuck point. Me, it is shit. I went and watching Doom, knowing exactly what I was getting, and you went what? Watch Doom. <laughs> I mean, a film made about a video game, Steve. That's what I fucking said. I think, is it The Rock in that? <laughs> that? That sounds like two hours of your life you'll never get back. Still better actor <laughs> than fucking Nicolas Cage is ever going to be. <laughs> the Rock in, is it Walking Tall? Better actor than Nicolas Cage has ever been on his I best don't mind day. The Rock. Like, c- only because of uh, Moana. He's, he's in that in it. <laughs> no, do you know what? My kids, my kids love Moana, right? I can't, if I come on in. Sing like, it! <laughs> Sing it, you slag. Uh, you're welcome. That's if you've not heard that song, you're welcome. It's a tune. Um, How's it go? I'm not singing on this, bro. <laughs> I've never heard it. You've yeah, never heard it. Cam's never heard it. You have to sing it for us. I can't. I can't remember the words. Hang yeah. on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me. Let me find it. You're welcome, <laughs> lyrics. Right. Yeah, Janine, you'll know. Janine, how's it go? Yeah. I'm not, no, I can't sing. I don't drink anymore. You, like, I'm not, no. I'll tell you what, if we get to 10,000 likes on this video, I'll sing. Oh, right, here we go, lad. Yeah, there's the target. 10,000 likes, I will sing You're Welcome from Moana. The whole entire thing. Right. Got in 60 seconds. Great film, despite Nicolas Cage. I quite like that film. Good film. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few, um, Robert Duvall's in that as well, isn't he? So he's, he's what he's carries doing, it. He's doing the He's carrying the whole fucking See thing. that, you can sort of get away with that. You stick Nicholas Cage next to someone who's mint. Yeah. It's all right. Duvall's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, he is. He's, he's, even, pretty, he's amazing uh, anything, if Even the, the cop that's in it. Oh, Daryl Lindo. Yeah, and yeah. even, is it Stephen Dorff? Not Stephen Dorff. Oh, do you know what? It's Tim Oliphant. He's right. sidekick. So even he thinks he's Stephen Dorff, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. That's a very good comparison, by the way. But um, those two, and Robert Duvall are what makes the film. Yeah. And even Angelina Jolie and a little bit of the cameos. Like, there's, a few, there's a few cameos in there, like Master P, I think, is in it. Um, yeah. Who else is in it? I can't remember. Vinnie Jones is in it. Like, Not a terrible guy in no, it either. because he don't have to speak. Yeah, which so is... He, he can do that. He's got a decent soundtrack as well. Yeah. Get away with that. So it's when... He, do you know he's got an uh, Academy Award as well, Nicholas Cage? Yeah. Hey. Game's gone, hasn't it? Fully. Hey, that is ridiculous. He's got an Academy Award. And Steve Bruce hasn't even got a cap for England. <laughs> what sort of a world are we living in? Um, Christian Shea, who's, you know, obviously trying to make this about football, fair play to him, says, uh, would you go with CR7 or Eddie against Scousers? Don't worry about that. Okay. Someone says, I thought Steve hated Tom Cruise as well. Yeah. Oh, my missus hates Tom Cruise. She will not watch a Tom Cruise film. And I don't mind him. I'm like one of the few people that doesn't really have a massive opinion on Tom Cruise, but she can't stand him. Do you not like any of his films? I thought some of them be up your street. Yeah, I can watch some of them films. But you're not a fan of him. No. Right. That's 
Have you seen Jack Reacher? Just have you seen throw that? You the, yeah. There's a good but like, one. Let me just throw you the Irish accent that he has in Far and Away. Oh, you, yeah, that's, that is shocking. I can't is it Far and Away? Is that what Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Oof. Even Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're a cracker, to be sure. Like, I've what? seen better Irish accents in Russia. Vladimir <laughs> 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 so says we like Guinness, mate. It's so bad. It is. If you've not seen Far and Away, do yourself a favour. Don't fucking watch it. Om um, says, who does Steve like? I'll tell you who Steve likes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Controversial. What Here's are you another. saying? Oh, he's not my favourite actor, though, Denzel Washington. <laughs> that would be the, uh, the, the greatest. <laughs> <you possibly. laughs> uh, no, I would. I, I really like, I'll watch anything DiCaprio's in, right? I'll also watch anything Mark Wahlberg's in. However, you, Mark Wahlberg is an American Jason Statham. Yeah. He just plays Mark Wahlberg in every yeah, film, but does, I like that. He does. No, he does. Because he's, what, is he just angry and confused? And I watched, um, the there was a I good like film that. on, do you know some films are just shit, but they're good? Daniel Day-Lewis, Christian Bale. Yeah. Men. Mm, yeah. Very intense though, aren't they? They're mm. like, it's a, a film. Act. You see why I like them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a film act though, isn't it? It's not like, you know, you gotta watch Mark Wahlberg, you can switch or you watch at home, switch off for two hours, Watch Mark Wahlberg kicking seven bells out of a load of people and winning. Yeah, yeah that's him. That's all right. I'm all right with that. Every film's got a purpose. Daniel Day-Lewis. Contraband's a fucking good film, isn't it, man? I don't think I've seen that, you know. It's good, that one. Got yeah. Kate Beckinsale in it. Oh, very good. Yes. Um, Ryan Gosling, says some Christopher Hawkins. This is just turning into films, and I like it. Um, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 Glenn Maloka. Says Blood Diamond is horrible film. I don't that. It's horrible in the sense of what goes on in it, but it's a good film. Sleejo James John says Steve likes Titanic. Is that true? Not really. Have you seen it? Of course, I mean, I've seen it. I went yeah. to the pictures and watched Did it. You? Yeah. Oh, you must I have am. been young when that. 12, maybe? Yeah, because I was about 17, I think, when that came out. Yeah, I watched it in the pictures. Um, I mean, from when he graduated to being an adult, all of his, I mean, from Catch Me If You Can onwards, He's just had hit after hit yeah. after He's hit the most consistent hit. in it. He's mint. He's like, absolutely mint. And like some of them. I mean, did he, win it, did he win an Oscar for Revenant? Yeah. See, he not put himself best. through that. Yeah. But I think he got that. Film. Sometimes you get an Oscar, don't you, for your career. Like, because you've had, so, like, Scorsese's best film isn't The Departed, but he won an Oscar for it because he deserved one. Good film, though. Yeah, it's a good film. Um, but he won an Oscar. And that, that's got the trifecta of everything coming into it as well. Oh, because what it's Scorsese, you got Matt Damon in it. Who's just a good Damon. actor, not a great lead, but a great actor. Yeah, right. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it, just being angry and confused. Mark Wahlberg in that film, and it's brilliant. got Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> literally, Scorsese might have knocked to my house and gone, "I've got a fucking film for you, Stevie," and I've got a nephew. He's got violence in it. Yeah, I'm in. He's got bad Irish accents in it. Yes, yes it does. It has. Don't you worry about that. We've got you. Got Jack Nicholson in it too. Oh, what a treat! That, Jack my Nicholson. friend, was the cherry on the top. Now Jack Nicholson just plays Jack Nicholson in films as well. Now, however, back in the day, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, banger, a, a contender for Tom Hanks. Great. That's a good film. What? Or an actor even? About to say, I'm not seeing that one. <laughs> Tom Hanks is just good because Joe. You know Tom Hanks is a genuine actor that becomes everyone ha that he plays. Like, you, you watch Tom Hanks in Philadelphia and watch him in Forrest Gump, and they were made a year apart. That's two different people. Yeah. That's not the same. Like, you watch, I don't know, Independence Day and The Fly. That's just Jeff Goldblum. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah. He's a scientist. It's like, I don't know, watch any film Jason Statham was in, and yeah. that's just Jason yeah, Statham. that's him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like... Separate who he was in Lockstock from who he was in Crank, and it's the same guy in a different yeah, it's top. the same character. Um, where do you stand on Robert Downey Jr.? Do you like him? Uh, I mean, he's good as Iron Man. No. Name me three other fucking roles that he's had that he was good in. Um, he was good in Natural Born Killers, I'd say. It was that ninety four? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a little while ago. Um, what else is he? What else has he done that I liked? Um, I can't think. I just every time now I think of him, I just think of Iron Man. And all the, the so I said Sherlock Holmes, and you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. and you are right. Yeah, he's very good at that. that. He's very good at that. Yeah. So as is Jude Law again, a great backup actor. You know, the trouble with Jude Law, he's just proper busy, isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's another Nicolas Cage. He's like. Just chill out, have a bit of, bit of time off. You don't have Read to do a script rather than signing it, yeah. you fucker. You don't have to do eight films a year. Do you um, know what I mean? Tom Hardy's banger at the minute. Oh, Tom Hardy, yeah. That's a, he's pretty much, he's one of them, isn't he? If he's in it, like you just said. He's an actor as well, because he, I mean, you look at the difference in him in Brosnan, in Warrior, in fucking hell. 
I mean, he's in he's in all sorts where you go, oh, what's up, Marty? <laughs> I mean, even Joe, obviously, apart from Bane, he did a great voice in Bane as well. Keep on. Can you do it? Can you do it? <laughs> I can probably do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I came with the frog. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Killing Murphy's good. Yes, he is. Great twins. Yeah, look, I mean, great twins and Bane. Yeah, he's he's, so, uh, he's good in um, oh, Inception as well. Yeah. He's good in that. I mean, to be honest with you, you've hit the jackpot if Christopher Nolan keeps using you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he, Christopher Nolan says, let's, you don't make loads of films, I mean, like Michael Caine. I've almost successfully lasted 20 minutes without talking football. What? Don't talk about films. You want to talk about football, go and watch a film channel. Um, <laughs> sure. I better get through some of these super chats because I'm not going to have time. Uh, you can pick your top five films. Um, Abdullah Ibrahim says, what are your thoughts on Itman? What also, what other combat sports would you recommend? What's it, man? What's this? IP man. All right. Oh, I don't know actually. I don't know if I've seen IP man. Right. Well. Yeah. Is it? What is it? A no, he's asking about sport films. Sport films. What sport films would you recommend? See, sport films are dodgy. Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball's a good film. Producer Cam just said probably the best thing he's ever said in his life. Moneyball. I thought I'd be way too film. slow for him to be honest, because he's a I spanner in it. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> he's, he's, <halfway. laughs> he's watching it in installments. <laughs> I mean, Brad Pitt's actually a good actor as well. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Oh, Blindside. Bra- Blindside. Blindside's a hell of a film. And it's got Sandra Bullock in. So I, I understand that your PPs are going to dry up a little bit when you think, oh, Sandra Bullock film. However, absolutely sensational. And do you know what, right? Normally with those films, I'd be like, oh, you know, the white saviour films. But it's true. So you can't really go like that route. You can't go, well, look at this. Oh, come and save all the black people. But it actually happened. So Coach Carter's good. It's a bit obvious, though. Coach Carter, I'm all about that. What, you mince at football or basketball, but you've not been doing your maths, right? You're not playing. What? It's a little bit obvious. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, Mike Bassett's the the pinnacle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. I mean, United, if you're a United fan, you've not seen United. Right, yeah, let's let's do the obvious, United. Rocky as well. I like Rocky, mate. The documentary about boxing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you two laughing at over there? Oh, is this these two, like... Daniel Day-Lewis is the CR7 of acting, simply the greatest of yeah. all time. Uh, that was from Sam Z. Um, Christopher Hawkins says, Christopher Hawkins even, says, for fans of epic fight scenes, The Raid and The Raid 2 are top class. Shreyash Batari says, aren't you all sick of this stu- stupid argument of Oli being too nice? We all know he's a hard man. We've heard count- countless stories of it. Well said. Uh, Sean Kenny, hi lads. Was my birthday during the week, but I also had a dream last night that we beat the Scousers in the last minute, a free kick, last into the corner by none other than Jay Motti. Make it happen, mate. Up the fucking reds. I need to take... Why have you never thought about doing that? Sean, sobriety is an option, bro. You don't have to take <laughs> sniff. Right? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but happy birthday and thanks for the sh- super chat. Uh, Abby Nav Verma, Bane voice made wearing masks worth it. <laughs> yes. It did. Um, a red and yellow affair. Slightly off topic. Slightly off topic, like we've got one. Steve, you seem like you'd fit in well in rural Montana. Hunting moose for dinner, wrestling grizzlies. Oh, yeah, this is a, a, rev, a revenant. That's actually not off topic. Cause it's a re- uh, reference in the revenant. Could you do that, what he did, Leonardo DiCaprio? Could you climb into a horse if you were cold? Eh? Uh, maybe. Set fire to yourself to heal yourself. Goes through some right stuff in that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's had a rough day. I think you can't fight a bear. You can't. You can't fight. He don't fight a bear. Does he just get battered by a bear and survives? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 it. Let's be honest, isn't it? <laughs> What's this? Can you uh, cough, Mike? Can you imagine Balder here running around the OT pitch? <laughs> eh? <laughs> well, I'll have you know. Well, I haven't actually. I was going to say I've run around the old Old Trafford pitch, but I haven't. Do you know what? I've never played on Old Trafford. I've played on Anfield as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a you, you turned down the chance to play old Trafford, didn't you? Yeah, I ate, you didn't like I the ate, people involved. I ate people, so. And <laughs> that, yeah. All right. I don't think the standard was uh, that high from what I saw. Maka played, didn't he? Um, right. Enough of this film oh, chat. Fuck's sake! Twenty-four minutes. Right. I'm sorry, but sooner or later, someone's got to take the responsibility and mention the fact that Senna is a mint film, mint documentary. It's a good yeah, documentary. Someone just said that. I'm into that one. Um, that's the problem is you can't 
the drama is already inherent in sport. So you can't manufacture better drama than real sport. Yeah. So when you try and, even if you're telling a biopic of someone, well, yeah. we saw it. No, because have you seen Senna? Yeah. Right, you get to that last bit. Now you know he's gonna die, right? Obviously, everyone, if you don't know where the Senna's died, then I don't know where the planet you've been on. Sorry. Sorry for the plot spoiler as well, by the way. Watch it anyway, it's good. And maybe I'm lying, he might survive. Um, 27 years ago. Yeah. Soz. Um, <laughs> but it's building up to it, it's building up to it, and there's the other guy that has a crash before. Rush is a good uh, Formula One and oh, sports yeah. film. There you go. So, and it does create that sense, sense of tension. You're like, oh no. And even though you know it's coming, you're still getting anxious and worried. Yeah. So, I quite like it, man. Um, I, I I understand it. It can be a, a bit difficult, though. Um, oh, yeah, Amy's quality. It's by the same person that made uh, Senna. That's about Amy Winehouse. That's a really good one. All archive footage as well. See if you have that. Hey, eh? have to go out and film anything. Hey, and did that when the dead like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Happy days. Is that one of the Oasis ones? Uh, is it Supersonic? Yeah. Really fucking good documentary. Yeah. And it's, it's used some really good animation techniques to mask the fact that they haven't got any footage about some of the shit that they're going on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the fight the on, fight, the, on yeah. the ferry. Yeah. Brilliant use of, like, what the fuck do we do here, lads? Yeah. And obviously they had audio recordings from what felt like a while ago because yeah. they certainly weren't contemporary. And they made a film out of just, like, raiding some bastard's archive yeah. and having a guy that was they good at animation. good archive as well, because some of it was, like, home movie footage, wasn't it, like, when they're in hotel rooms and stuff, and stuff I'm not Yeah, and, before. like, you had um, footage from their first gig in Glasgow. Hey, that was, uh, what was it, King Tut's Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, um, like, some of the, like, there's a couple of songs in there I never heard, like, the one that Liam wrote, and, like, when early days before Nolan even joined the band. And you're like, wow. That's amazing, because um, that really made the film like because you could make a film on Oasis and it's going to be relatively entertaining. Because even though I can't stand Noel Gallagher, you know they are one of the most important bands. Oh, it was sensational years. at the time, yeah. And the night, the night is was very much a, you know an Oasis soundtrack, really yeah, a lot of it. And so many good <clears> songs <throat> as well. And I, I really enjoyed like I think was it, when they were recording. It might have been when they were recording. Definitely, maybe. And it just had this weird, clean, pop, polished vibe to it. Yeah. And um, what's the producer called? Oh, Alan. Um, yeah, Alan McGee. McGee. And he's like, "This isn't what Oasis sounds like." But when you listen to that, you only played a bit of it. It didn't sound right, did it? No, it did. It sounded like it did like manufactured. Like, how have you turned that song into this? And then they just went and got whoever mixed them live. Fucking turned everything up to ten and was like, "Go on." <laughs> And it's like, now it. that probably wouldn't have happened, would it? Because the record company, whatever, because he was crazy when Alan McGee, or he's, I've seen his film as well. And um, like, he was like, no, I'm not, we're not putting that out. We're putting it out the way it should go. But this out. is, uh, again, but now that wouldn't happen, they just put it out. Just being authentically off his tits like he yeah. was, he knew what he wanted. Yeah. And what he prioritized was good over what he thought everyone else would want. Yeah. And he was like, Fuck everyone else. I like this band because yeah. that's what they sound like. Yeah. That's what they need to sound like. And if they sell on the back of that, sound. I don't it's, think he thought it'd sell quite as much as they did. It's so mad as well. Did you hear the story like, well, they end up at King Tut's Wow Club? Yeah, it was the a girl band that they um, jammed with and it, it was kind of like, oh, we're going to Glasgow. Do you want to come? Yeah. And it was like, okay. Yeah. Weren't on the gig. Yeah. The, the girls lied to get them on. Yeah. Bosh, playing in front of yeah. Al McGee. And then... Sliding doors moment all It is mad, that, isn't it? Because people say, oh, you know, and I, I get the argument, talent will always out, and no matter what, you're that talented sooner or later. But you could not make it, get disillusioned, go off the rails, and not produce the music you produce. Do you know what I mean? Like, But from... When, did, when was that, like, 92, 93? Yeah, I think it definitely maybe came out in 94. Yeah. So, yeah, so from that to Nebworth is literally, like, two or three years... I, I went to Nebworth and it was like, I remember that night in the 97, was it 96? Sorry, Nebworth. So it must be it was 96 16, or 97. 16, yeah. yeah. And it was like, I, somebody, I missed that, whatever you put on the screen, if you want to put it back up. I don't know if Steve saw it. Um, but yeah, and it's it. they, they couldn't do any wrong because even the B sides were amazing. Oh my God. I think like, songs. I want to say Wonderwall had the master plan as a B side. How's the master plan a B side? Do you know what I mean? Who's doing that? Who's got a record as good as that now? Yeah. Nobody. Right, this is one of the greatest records ever. We'll put it on the other side of one of the other greatest records. And I think records Round ever. Our Way what? might have been the other side. Let me just fucking check this out. Acquiesce right. as well was a B side. These are amazing songs. Well, they had, a, they had an old album of B sides, which is probably the like the best, plan. third best album in the world. Do you know what? Noel Gallagher said that though. He said if they released all those B sides and they made an album out of them without them being B sides, if that makes sense, and that had been their third album. They would have been the biggest band ever. Oh, it was Wonder Wonderwall and Swamp Song, apparently. Oh no, Wonderwall 
Uh, yeah, I was right. Fucking hell. The master me. plan is your B-side. Round Our Way, the master plan, and the Swamp Song right. was your Wonder- B-side. For starters, Wonderwall doesn't need a B-side. <laughs> it can just have Wonderwall acoustic version <laughs> as your B-side, and everyone's going to be happy with that, let alone putting one of the best songs ever as your B-side. I remember buying that, HMV in town. With the SIG. Did you get the... Uh, well, if you bought, like, five of them, you could, they give you, like, a SIG box type collection thing. Oh, no. Yeah. I had. Uh, I just remember buying... Because you fucking kids today... The the CD for a single was a thinner yeah. box, right? Because um, you, used, yeah. Because when I remember when you bought like I think it was like four or five of them, um, <laughs> um, yeah. We will get to some football talking about you, you give you like it was like a Benson Edges box that you put them in, not a real Benson Edges box one, one that was styled on it. Um, so I think we've covered everything football wise, haven't we? <laughs> um, don't worry, I'm only joking. We better get to it anyway, because I think we might have broken our record here, Stephen. 30 minutes? Is, is 30 minutes our record? I have no idea. I reckon we've done an entire podcast without touching on something. I think we have. I think we've well done that. I can't I remember, on purpose. Yeah, I think there was one where we did Phoenix Nights for about 40 minutes, back in the other venue. Um, Bruno Fernandes injury out. Are you worried? Yeah. It's not... Uh, I mean... You spoke about him on your channel, didn't you, earlier? I'd have dropped him for the midweek game, and then people looked at the fact he got man of the match afterwards and was like, well, he was wrong. Paul Scholes literally shown you what he was struggling to do, and that was literally why I said I was going to drop him, to get someone into that midfield to deal with it. I mean, he had eight chances created, which is sensational. Um, it was nine, I think, wasn't but it? But if, you, if you play in the, you're playing in the centre of the park, you've got to get on the ball. Them's the rules. And we struggle. When you say you'd have dropped him, you mean before the game or after the game? No, I think just... Like people, people come up with all sorts of chaos afterwards. Like, look at what he's done and what Pogba's done since he arrived. All right, cool. But I was talking about this particular game yeah. in these circumstances against this opposition who play like this. Like, I spent 15 minutes explaining how Atlanta play and why you need more people to be able to knock the ball around in midfield. And then, literally, at the end of the game, Scholes is like, one of the reasons we struggle playing out is because look where he is. They like McTominay and Fred aren't great on the ball anyway. It's harder when they don't have the easy out. Yeah. Bruno's got to come for short for feet, give them the easy out. Yeah. You're asking them to look like prime skulls and, and find a 40 yard over the top to someone who's triple marked. They're not doing that. And that's why we lose the ball in our own third so many times. And, you know. You, for this game, obviously, Atalanta and Liverpool are completely different. Um, if, he's, if he's not in the team, do you still give us chance yeah is he that important no um i think if we're being completely honest with ourselves the best forward three united could play in this game would be lingard cavani and rashford because that'd be three people who would press he's never playing that no he's not he's not gonna drop no he's not um and 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 i'm going back on what i said a couple of weeks ago which is like never not play ronaldo but i could see the the reasons for wanting to to bring cavani into the team in this the problem is if you drop ronaldo he'd be fuming as well You've yeah, got, then would, you've got yeah. an upset Ronaldo to deal Which with. Which is probably a nightmare. Yeah. If Here's the thing. Right? So I've um denied when I did my preview. I've um denied. You'll see it in the morning. I went with a back four and a back three as two options and explained the reasons why you could use both. Liverpool kind of bypassed the midfield, so you've not necessarily got to worry about having a toe-to-toe midfield battle. You kind of need to match them up in your third. If you went with a back five with McTominay dropping in, that makes it a six when they're on the ball. That gives yeah. you plus one in defence because they attack with five. Yeah. All you need to think about is um, playing on the counter with them. They are horrendous on the transition and it's still Trent. And people don't want to talk about it. He got ruined on Tuesday night. It's just 60 metres and a 20 metre wide channel. And Marcus Rashford, if he plays on the left, is going to absolutely decimate If he don't play on the right, left, I'll be fuming. Because he, he was amazing on the left against them in the FA Cup last season. Yep. And then a week later, he put him back on the right. And listen, I know some people may disagree, but I think Marcus Rashford on the left is, is in the top sort of 1% of, of players yep. across any league. I think you move him onto the right and he's just not yep. at that level. The stats don't show that. The stats actually show he's more productive on I'm, the right. That's what I mean. I've seen but, people argue that and say, well, actually, Jay, if you look at his I, stats... I think he's got to play on the left in this. And I would even move, if you wanted to go, do you know what? I want legs in midfield, but you are going to need someone like a Pogba who's got a long ball in him. Um, you're an accurate long ball, not just a get rid long ball. That's the difference in that. 
play Pogba on the right because in that sort of right, sort of De Bruyne half space, yeah. he's fucking unreal yeah. in that sort of zone. And he can put crosses in with both feet from there and he'd be an absolute asset to you in there. But you need Marcus in that channel that Trent's going to leave behind. Robertson's a little bit more switched what, on defensively. What about Mason though? Because Mason caused them all sorts of problems last season. Robertson in particular. I remember Robertson shouting at him when Marcus played that unreal ball to try and put him off. I mean, it's a nice issue to have, but you've got Ronaldo needs to play. Mason, I think, needs to play. Rashford needs to play. Bruno and Pogba both yeah, need to play. Like, so, you know, someone's missing out. Here. Yeah. How's that work? Do you sacrifice one of your DMs? Is that the answer? I don't think you can. You, yeah. There's a reason that they're playing. Yeah. And it's that you can't just go completely balls to the wall. I mean, like, everyone will say it and be like, oh, let's just attack them. Okay. So, play. <laughs> Play Pogba, play Bruno, play Cavani, play Ronaldo, play Mason, play Ronaldo, Sancho. play Rashford, and let's put Sancho as well. So that's like, what's that, eight? Yeah. Okay, we'll play De Gea, there's nine. Uh, we'll just play... Lingard's pretty good as well. Just, he's, yeah, got, he's got a couple Lingard, of goals yeah, he's in yeah. Okay, so we'll just play Luke Shaw at the back. <laughs> like, people literally think you're going to do that. You're not going to do that. You you have to have balance in a team. And here's, I was talking to, I was talking to Ian Irving this morning, and I was saying you can't quantify what you can't see. Yeah. So I think that having... Um, McTominay and Fred in the team at the moment you look at the goals we're conceding it's annoying because we're conceding a lot of goals we're not keeping enough clean sheets so you go well we're, we're not keeping clean sheets anyway we might as well just start attacking a bit more I feel like if you did just go with one in midfield, you got rid of one of them and just went way more attacking midfield, you'd start to see us get done on the counter. You'd start to see us get done in different ways than we're being done at the moment. Yeah. You look at the two goals we conceded on uh, Wednesday night, both of them came through just shit defending in our own box. That's nothing to do with the midfielders. That's nothing to do with not pressing from the front. It's just your defenders not doing their fucking job as it comes in, at the bo in the box. That was similar to what happened against Leicester. I don't think they hit us on the counter for any of them, did they? It was just shit in box defending, which is just like individual roles. You've got to get a grip of your shit. Like, so I see a lot of people going, well, let's just be more adventurous in midfield. You'd probably start seeing us concede different goals. Yeah. And maybe more. <sighs> Do we Tricky. score more though? That's the thing. That's the question. Um, Couple of super chats. Aditya Gautam, um, who's been a member of the academy for eleven months, thanks for your support. Bobby Robson's documentary was good, and Maradona's was bananas. Yep, same person that made Senna that as well. Uh, the Maradona one. Uh, Jokia Trot says, "What song was your top after '91 Cup Winners' Cup final? '91. What was '91? I think was that James around then, wasn't it? I can't remember. I remember early doors at school. So a look, secondary school. Being in I mean, I don't really remember listening to anything. It's probably fucking." Yeah, probably Brian yeah. Adams. Anything I do, I bet something like that. I was on constantly that for like. I was number one for about King, well. yeah. That and Whitney Houston. Um, also, I mentioned it earlier, and I just want to touch on it with a bit more sort of seriousness than rather than just being dismissive. Um, I mentioned Patrice Evra, who's done a book with Andy Mitten. It's Patrice Evra's autobiography. Andy Mitten's ghostwritten it. Um, some of it, I think, has been serialized, or he's done an interview on the back of it, I should say, um, with the the Times. Uh, when he talked, he's quite open, and Andy, when he was on the channel, was speaking about this, and he spoke about how open Patrice had been. He sp spoke about being abused when he was a youngster, um, and this is, like I said, it's in the Times, and the, I think the other papers have obviously picked up on it. Um, and he says, there's loads of quotes, I won't go into them all, but he says, um, he talks about feeling ashamed, and he said, um, now I want to say it because I don't want kids to be in my situation, and they are ashamed of themselves, thinking they are not brave, because it's not about being brave, it's about being mentally ready to talk about it. So I just want to make sure kids out there have the courage and do not blame themselves, because I always blame myself. I'm not shy to say I felt like a coward for many years because I never speak up. It was something heavy in my chest, but I don't do it for me, I do it for the children. I mean, incredibly open and honest and brave to, to speak. He says he's not wow. brave. But no, I wasn't aware of that. I yeah. not, not of that. It's, you know, <clears throat> I think with Evera, you think of him as just this funny, jovial, and he is a funny, jovial, you know, character and he's, some of the Instagram stories he does are just absolutely bonkers. But there's obviously, you know, there's a lot gone down in, on in his childhood there. He's spoken about, he's speaking about it, he's spoken about it. Um, and I think more power to him as well because he's obviously, as he said there, letting everyone know that it's not about, you know, you're not doing anything wrong or you shouldn't be ashamed of yourself if you're a victim of abuse. You know, it's it's something that no one should be ashamed of, other than the people that are committing it. One of the uh, the the best things about 
uh, Paul McGrath's book is how open he is oh about his experiences. Yeah. And it's, it's outside of Mike Tyson, for me, it's the best autobiography out there. The Tyson one. Um, yeah. But it's literally, it's, it's Tyson, Paul McGrath, and they're, they're not much in them. They're literally, I think it's just Tyson's is just so wild. And yeah. the, you know, the money that he ended up with was so bananas that it, you know, it just takes things to a whole different uh, dimension. Obviously, he's got his whole going to prison thing and everything in there. Um, but what makes McGrath so good is, is his honesty in it. Yeah, and it sounds like obviously Patrice's uh, book was delayed. I wonder if it was delayed because he was. I did, think did Andy mention that he met? He didn't go into details. He just said for whatever reason there was lots of things going on for about. I think it was he, he first spoke to him about it seven years ago. I think he said. Right. He said he spoke to him by. I know it was done when I went yeah. to Marseille. Yeah, and the thing with Which I think what they had to go back ago. over it and other stuff. And I th the thing with with Andy is he's in a privileged position of like he can choose. Like if me or you got offered to do. Me, you know, maybe not certainly I would. You got obviously most Man United players, but autobiographies, you'd be like, yeah, jump at the chance, great. With Andy, it's like, I'm only going to do it if you're going to do it properly with me. You know, if it's someone I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keen to do it with, and if they're going to treat it right in terms of being available. And, and Andy was saying, this is what I love about Andy Mitten when he comes to his journalism, because he spoke about journalism, not just, he's, he's, these are his words, not mine, not just sitting in your bedroom and just, you know, writing it going out there and doing something and not knocking people who's just sitting in the bedrooms or anything like that, but going out there and showing proper journalism. And what he did was he went to the Paris, I won't say, I know it's not the right word, but I'll use this word. So don't, yeah, I'll use the word ghetto. I was going to use ghetto, but you know what I mean? And he went and met Patrice Evra's mates. He went and smelled that air, was in that place. So when he's writing about it, he's not just going, tell me about where you grew up. He's been there. He's experienced it. He spoke to Evra's family. Martial's from around there as well. He spoke to some of his. Um, didn't Terry Henry come from the same? Didn't yeah, all three of them I think the there's like Pogba, uh, Martial. I think Henry. He mentioned a couple of others, all from this like, like sort of similar area. But he went out there and he did that sort of. I won't say above and beyond because it's part of his job. But you get that from someone like Andy Moon. He goes there and he does that. He doesn't just go. All oh, right, okay. So where, where did you grow up? Right, all right. Oh, let's just have a look at Google Maps. Oh yeah, it looks like this. He's been there, and well, I think that makes that's what I'm looking forward to reading this because I think that's what makes Andy a good. When writer. we were talking about him before, so there's um, there's a United player that I've just had the contact details for that I'm going to try and get on. Um, he's currently in a job at the moment, so I don't know if we'll be able to get him in person. Um, apparently, he's up for coming for some lunch when he's next in Manchester, but I don't know if that means we can do some content with him if we just go and hanging out. Okay. Um, and. He's currently working, and it, I'll, I'll, I can't say exactly where because it's very obvious who it is if that's the case. But I, I said to you upstairs, didn't yeah. I? I said, do you reckon, and this is while Andy's there, I went, let's ask him. <laughs> I went, Andy, have you been to see blah de blah? And he went, uh, not recently. Yeah. <laughs> I spoke to him the other day, and I'm a meta goal. Like, yeah, he was like, like yeah. a fucking course, yeah. Yeah, just... So I was talking to him last night on Twitter because that Bodo Glimpse who've just smacked up uh, Roma. Yeah. Have you seen where that is in Norway, by the way? No, I've not. Go to Norway, yeah. go north as fuck, right? Is it like four flights tackle? Uh, if not more. Literally, I've been to Norway, and I was kind of in the south of Norway. Where did which you go is to Norway? Lillehammer. So I've been oh, to Oslo right. and Lillehammer. Right, I've been to Oslo, so I've been. Lillehammer's like Buttfuckville town still. Right. There's like, I mean, actually, we went north there to a little place called Svignol, right? So, Svignol. So it was even more remote. This looks like, makes... Bodo Glimp area look like Metropolis. <laughs> like, there's nothing there. There's about 26 people there, I think. It's so far north in Norway. And I was just like, as I was scrolling through Twitter last night, I saw it, and I literally laughed out loud when Andy was like, here's some photos of me when I went to Glimp last <laughs> And I just literally said to myself, oh, fucking course you have. Honestly, do you know what? And um, I know you were chatting to him about Paddock and stuff, but he's like, the thing about the band is he'll be like, I speak to him and he'll be like, oh, where are you? Like Tuesday, he'll be at uh, the new camp. And on Wednesday, he'll be at like, you know, Droylston. Yeah, he but does, he's, like, he's a proper, I, mean, he I said to him, do you want to come and watch him Paddock this weekend? Yeah. Not because, hey, come and watch us, because I know Andy loves whatever level of football. He goes, and he goes, oh, I can't, I've already said I'm going watching Trafford. Right? So, <laughs> I don't mind he's coming watching his level anyway. So, so it's not like he's it's not like he's been all that's below me. Though he um he does love his football. He's like I was saying earlier. He it's like we were saying about Alan McGee. It's yeah. authentically him. Yeah. And he knows. So he can write Patrice Evra's autobiography because he knows authentically, one, what Patrice is, two, what everyone's looking to see. Yeah. And he knows he's going to put the work in. Yeah. Like it's about being off. Everything that's good is about being authentic about he, it. He was saying, Andy, as well, when he interviewed Patrice, he threw up. Patrice was telling him something, he ran in the bathroom and threw up. Jesus. Yeah, so he's like, I can't, I'm honestly, I'm, 
we, we there's loads of football biographies and autobiographies out there. We get sent loads as well, and there's loads that you know that I want to read and I've not read. But Patrice Evra's not just because of the the football stuff, but his childhood stuff. I'm interested in all the the, the things about Evra because he's got such 26 a brothers and sisters. That alone's worth reading about. I want I want to know what went down as well with France. I'm always curious about that because the French football team, national football team, is a massive soap opera in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you told me that. Yeah. Because you went over, didn't you? Where did you... Because this is another thing Andy said. He said we were writing it, and then he said... And then he went and climbed into the crowd and had a fight with someone. So that was during... Uh, I was with him the week before that. <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> he meets up with you for the first time. And next thing you know, he's fighting with fans. Mm. I'll tell you off air what he said. It's up to him right. where he puts it in the book, obviously. Yeah. It's not my right. okay. place to okay. put out what was said. Yeah. But I'll kick you in the fucking head. Right. You say what... Well, yeah. The guy that said whatever he said to him deserved booting in the head. Right, fine, I'm all right with that. I, didn't, I, I wasn't concerned, bothered anyway. So, uh, resonating silence, sorry. It says, credit to Mr. Housen. It's very formal. I like this. He spotted the issue with Bruno playing too high first. Since then, we have seen many experts talk about it. Oh, did you watch... Um, I'm fucking dope, Jay. You I are, told you that. Yeah, you did. Um, I just thought you said you were a dope, but either works. Did you watch Maron's video? Yeah. Stats. Hey, that's right up your street. Like, isn't I it? followed like, her for a long time. Yeah, she's, she's very good. Very good, isn't she? If you're not checked out, go and check Maron's video on where she had a look at the. Um, she was just analysis of the game and uh, of Manchester United. And See, I, I want to do one with her because well, I want to interrogate. I want to interrogate some of the stuff because I think I could come at it from a, a slightly different angle to what she's coming. No, at I think you two that'd be a good video. So we'll try and do that next time. We'll try and get you two on a video together. I think Maron's coming in again next week. So if not that one, maybe the week after. Um, I'm just going to have a look at some of the comments. Um, Slee Joe James Johnson says, Andy Mitten loves football human stories. Um, I think Andy Tate's been in the chat as well. Hello, Andy. Um, Fred should be captain, says Mike Cook. Right, in all seriousness, and this is a genuine question, how important to this team is Fred? His um, off-the-ball pressing and running yep. is very, 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 very important. The problem is... He's his decision making on the ball, um, and um, in fact, one of the things I wanted to talk to Maram about is she's shown where we play out. Yeah, and she meant she mentioned the fact that David De Gea wasn't even in. Just on first. that, keep that thought because this is. A, uh, I'm going to put the questions here. Uh, Detwork, who's been a member of the academy for their mum, says David De Gea is doing better for sure. But what do you think about Maram's analysis on him? Even if he's doing better, should he be our number one? Which is leading on to what you're. You're talking about. I, I don't know if that's talking about his goalkeeping oh, right, ability right, or his but, playing out ability. Yeah. But he's, in terms of his playing out ability, I agree. Your goalkeeper should be that extra man. Yeah. Um. And I, I covered this on someone else. Uh, I can't remember where it was now. But basically, one of the reasons why we play out. Yeah. You're always going to outnumber the opposition. If you think about it. Yeah. If you play out from the back and you're comfortable playing football with your feet, you will always outnumber the opposition playing out because they're not going to bring their goalkeeper into your half. Yeah. So it's always 10 versus 11, worst case scenario. So you should always be able to find space by, by movement, or by quick passing and, and changing the direction of the ball to be able to play football out. When United got caught in possession the other day, it was four versus two. It's not acceptable. No. That from an individual point of view, from, from a, it is from a coaching point of view, but it's also from, Jesus Christ, Pogba's £89 million, Short's £30 million, Lindelof's £30 million, yeah. De Gea was the most expensive keeper in the world at the time, uh, Maguire was £80 million. You four should be able to take the ball under 4v2. Yeah. 4v2. It's not 4v4, everyone man-mark pressed. It's 4v2. This is easy. This is training ground shit. That two, it's a two 2v1s. This is an absolute piece of piss, and we got caught in possession, and we turned the ball over. Anyway, so um, De Gea not being part of the, the first six pasturing is, is a thing. But when you look at where those balls are going, to me, the biggest indicator, and I'm not sure she really touched on it, was the lack of the central ball, the number six, the conductor in there. When I look at Chelsea with Jorginho, that fucker's doing 125 passes a week. When you look at prime Manchester United with Michael Carrick in there, there's always that conductor is the second or third pass in there to then move the ball through the thirds. We're reliant on going uh, through our wide players. It's the fullbacks on both sides. Wambasaka and Shaw are in possession entirely too much. And the problem is when you go wide, you can only come back. If, if I'm in the middle of the pitch, I'm in the centre circle with the ball at my feet, where can I go, Jay? 
<laughs> Literally everywhere. Yeah. I can go over uh, a press that comes to me. I can go right and straight. I can I can break a line from there. I can go backwards if needed. Yeah, yeah. Like when it goes to Luke Shaw, he can't go backwards. He can only kind of go central and backwards or he can go forward but that's easily pressed and easily corralled into somewhere where you're going to lose possession and that's what we see from Manchester United that's why a number six is important so in relation to Fred how important is he pressing and, and off the ball essential because no. no one else is willing to do those sorts of things in midfield and if you don't have those things we're going to look even worse but I'm almost at a point where I kind of think do you know what fuck it can we find a way to play better, hold the ball through the middle, and maybe if we are going to get done on the counter, let's get done on the counter a little bit. Let's have Varane there to sweep it up. Let's have Wambasaka cheating a little bit and maybe not getting into the final third because he'll fucking sweep it up a little bit. Yeah. Can we can we adapt the way we play to actually get our best eleven out onto the pitch because our best eleven just shouldn't have Fred in it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, oh, oh, by the way, you go on. Fucking Brian Adams, everything I do was the number one song of 1991. Nailed it. He nailed it. Fucking goodness. To be fair, Brian Adams was the number one song for about four years. It's probably in the top ten of the night, isn't it? If not. Yeah, it was unreal. Um, Dipsan to Kumar, forgive me for butchering your name there, says, Hey, Housen, ignore the idiots online. Do what you do, bro. Best of luck on your mental health recovery side. Thanks for that. Um, I think, my friend... Oh, we've got a bit of spam in there as well, and filth in there. I'll just uh, remove that <laughs> dirtiness in the chat. Eh? Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Steve, you're going to be at the game on Sunday? Yeah. Can we get a reaction from you or what? Maybe. Right, okay, maybe. We might have a reaction from him. Uh, but we will have um, Joe Smith, Joe McGrath, and is it you, Baggers? Alex, the housewife's favourite, Alex Bagley will be here. Um, so they'll be on the watch along. We'll have the fan cams as well. Um, and the preview, when's the preview going out? Have we, had a, have we got a preview out? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, half 10, the preview will be going out. Make sure you check out the interview with Andy Mayton. He talks about Patrice Every. He talks about Donny van der Beek, who's been a come a hot topic. He talks about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's future as well. All that good stuff from him. Go and check him out on his channel. What's, what's coming up on your channel? Quite an in-depth preview. Bit of a bumper preview looking yeah. at the scouts. I've spent a long time, me and Ronaldo, the boy, looking at... Um, looking at Liverpool this week and how we can beat them. And I think ultimately the, the bottom line is this, they're going to score and we're going to score. I feel like it's going to be a two-all kind of game. Um, I don't think we're going to stop them. I don't think they're going to stop us. It's can, can one be more clinical than the other is going to see how this game goes, I think. It's mad because you've done all that analysis. You and Ronaldo have done a deep dive. You've gone through it all and you've come to that conclusion. Me and Joel spent 10 minutes there and he's come up with seven more. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Abinav Berman in the Super Chat says, that area in Paris produced some mad footballers. It did indeed. Don't forget to check out paddockmerch.com and to subscribe if you're not doing what I get 700,000 subscribers by the end of the season and I think we can do it with your help. I'm Jay Martin. That's been Stephen Alston. This has been The Brew. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.